It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're Friday Night Games. And we want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday and we create content for Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. But wait, there's more. <laughs> and this episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca, located in our hometown of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They have launched their web store officially, so check out tabletoprenaissance.ca for your board game and tabletop miniature needs. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 5 of Friday Night Games, Last Game Standing. Standing, standing. Starting with 5 games chosen by 5 amazing content creators, a game will be voted off each week until there's only one game left. Alright, and on the last show we had guest Bridge City Board Gamers, and we ended up voting off Aeons and outcast wow i didn't think it was going to make it that far but uh, it did <laughs> <laughs> so i'm glad i made it through all that rounds of voting though you I know what i purchased game. it while we were talking well it's a good game them, right? it's a good so game afterwards we had a great conversation about getting a cabin and just playing a long game with our close friends yes i think you're gonna leave me in the cabin though but that was a different side topic. Than yeah, probably. <laughs> so if you haven't been caught up yet, make sure you check back the last four episodes. They're good. Real good. And this last episode of the series. Yeah. So today we're going to choose the champion, which is pretty sweet. We hope everyone enjoyed our last episodes. It's been really fun. And it was really fun getting all the content creators to do this for us. I'm really sorry that I gave them like eight hours worth of work. <laughs> but I'm... Uh... <laughs> I'm sure it turned out okay. Yeah, and next week we're going to do kind of like a recap episode, which is ironically going to be our 100th episode. Yeah. Somehow that worked out really well. Yeah, that, and it's also that's also two years of podcasting. That's strange. That's like that our birthday. Hundred. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know how that even happened. We're going to have two guests on that are followers of us on Instagram and one that was following us on our when we were doing Twitch for a while. So we're going to kind of get their thoughts on this contest we held and get some insight from them if they would have chosen, you know, chosen different games or whatever. But we a good conversation should be fun and today's show is gonna be super fun too because we are joined by megan and tristan of girl meets nerd welcome Woo! hello Thank you for coming on so nice to be here oh we're so excited to have you back back you've been on the show before yes. and we love the two of you on that episode which we'll talk about in a bit yeah. so today they are going to help us vote off or choose the best hipster game of 2020 Woo! What an honor. And those games are Merv, elected by Bridge City Board Gamers, and Rallyman GT, elected by Room 51. And Castles of Tuscany, <laughs> elected by Friday Night Ga Oh, oh, that got voted off right away, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, all right, all right. Don't try and put your game back in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Make it interesting. Can you plug yourselves? Tell everyone where they can find you. Absolutely. So we are Megan and Tristan, as was mentioned, from the Girl Meets Nerd podcast. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter at Girl Meets Nerd. And we are also maybe starting, and this is a little spoiler, to get more active on Twitch at the Girl Meets Nerd podcast oh, as well. Nice. I know, I know. We also have a website, www.girlmeetsnerd.com. You can find merch, episodes, fun facts about us. Are we anywhere else, Tristan? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the dark web. Dark yeah, web. but if you... We're on the dark web. On the dark web, if you just look us up. No, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Nice. 
Awesome. Awesome. So thanks again for being on our show. Megan and Tristan were on our show last September, October, I think, where we discussed mm -hmm. Root by Letter Games. So it's kind of funny that you chose another Letter Games game for our, yeah. our contest. That's Are they cool. paying you money? <laughs> I mean, I wish. But if anyone knows us, we're just pretty obsessed with Leader Games. Yeah. So it's no surprise here. They could be if they're listening. Yes. Hello, Leader <laughs> Games. We're still waiting. <laughs> for the bags of money right <laughs> <laughs> they come in bags they really do that's yeah. what i hear <laughs> yeah so uh what kind of nerdy things have you guys been up to over the last year oof a lot of things i would say my main one for sure the base development in 2020 2021 yeah. is anime for me nice. absolutely huge i just... started watching it and it just couldn't stop off the so, deep end. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. <laughs> I now have meant, like, I have a whole anime wall now. Yeah. What, what have you dived into so far? I started with Hunter x Hunter. Oh, Hunter x Hunter? Yes. Oh, yes. I love that. Those the Miyazaki movies. Well, I, I did start with the Studio yeah. Ghibli movies, okay. but those were kind of, I already knew I would like them. Yeah. yeah. But then I started watching Hunter x Hunter, and then it turned into Full Metal Alchemist, and nice. then it was. Um, My Hero Academia and Inuyasha and wow. Haikyuu and what else have I been watching? Seven Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly Sins. Like, there's a lot. It's Whoa. it's a little intense. Wow, that's awesome. I like so when you started the Studio Ghibli movies, I actually had mm -hmm. so me and me and my wife used to watch that a long time ago. So when you did that, you actually inspired me to get my wife to watch those with me, and we watched a bunch. Oh yeah, the same time you were doing that and. I know I was taking polls on Twitter of which ones I should watch because I'd really only watched Spirited Away and I was yeah. intrigued, but I was like, what do I watch? What do I start with? So what's your favorite of them? Definitely. I would have to say it's very hard to choose because they're all so different. Oh, but, man, come on. <laughs> but, but if I'm choosing, you I'm going to go with a very basic answer and that would be Howl's Moving Castle. Like I That's just good. love that movie. It's so funny. It's so well animated. It's just such a great story. I have no idea what you're talking about. You should watch them. They're very good. We actually watched yeah, Spirited really? Away with our little I, nieces. I've seen Spirited Away, and I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is actually Princess Mononoke. Do not watch that with your nieces because it has graphic yeah, violence. My, my, kid, my kids or my nieces? Or my nieces. Oh. Do not watch that with my nieces. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> or your kids. <laughs> awesome. Kristen's favorite is Kiki's Delivery Service. I love service. Kiki's oh, Delivery Service. I love that yeah. one too. I, I kind of wish, I think it was supposed to like spin into like a series or something because it just, it ended uh. on like kind of like a small cliffhanger where I'm like, yeah. well, what's going to happen next? I want to keep watching, you know? I know. And she's so great. She's yeah. so cute. It's just such a simple story. I don't know. I, I love so awesome. Howl's Moving Castle and a lot of the more complex ones, but Kiki's Delivery Service is just so cute. Yeah, it was very well animated too. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And show. Kiki reminds me of Megan. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one we watched where it's like the bamboo. It's like a girl who gets, I can't remember the name of it. I guess it has like a different name, but it was like the girl who was sprouted from bamboo. And there's like this like song in it that they keep. I don't know. Someone's got to look it up. But it is. It is oh, I think I've seen that actually. It's a really good movie too. Oh. From um, bamboo? Yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me see here. Bamboo girl. Bamboo girl. Bamboo girl movie. Uh, Ghibli. <laughs> You're going to get some weird results with that one, Matt. <laughs> oh, the tale of Princess Kayuga or Kaguya. Oh, yes. I've been wanting to watch that one. That's one of the newer ones. Yes, that's oh, really it? good. That's really good. I think it's like based on like a fairy tale. So that's cool. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Yeah, so it's it was really good, and it has like this catchy song that like after watching it, I just couldn't stop singing it. 
I don't even. I don't, I, well, awesome. it's, it's been a while ago. I would sing it if I remember, but it was just so addicting. Cool. What about you, Tristan? Did you ever dive deep into Twilight Imperium? I think you were learning that last time. I was. I was. I was just thinking about that. I have not played it since. <laughs> I have not played it since. One game is enough. <laughs> One game. I was just thinking about it earlier today. I would say I've spent a lot more time playing video games, at least recently. I really love, I always say I love the idea of playing video games because I used to love playing them, but kind of fell out of it, especially like single player games. Mm -hmm. But we started playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yes. Together. And it's kind of like I have been playing and Megan has been backseat watching and invested in the story and helping to hunt. I've been machines. helping a lot. Strategize. killed a lot if I wasn't there. I'm always, the, I'm like the lookout. I'm telling you where the animals and monsters yeah. are. Just because I can't do the controls doesn't mean I'm not playing. Fair, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I, I built a gaming PC, started in January and kind of was doing that for a little while and then started playing some more video games. And I recently picked up Ghost of Tsushima, which has absolutely taken me away. Nice. It's amazing. Yeah, I follow uh, another content creator called Sprites and Dice. And he plays a lot of Ghost of, uh, sorry, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> I think I think it's Tsushima. Yeah, I've heard I, it's really I good. was saying Tsushima. It is mind-blowing. It looks beautiful, too. Yeah. Just transports you right into the era. was walking around pretending like I had a katana. <laughs> it was very disturbing. It was wonderful. <laughs> You're walking around the house pretending like I have a katana? Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Literally. That's immersion right there. There you go. Challenging <laughs> Megan to a, a duel. Yeah. I did not want to duel. <laughs> Um, so back to your podcast, just really quickly. I just want our listeners, like, I really love your show and I want them to really love your show. What would be an episode that they should listen to? Like, it's a must listen. I mean, I want to say all of them, but <laughs> to avoid a lame answer, I'm going to hand it off to Tristan. Okay, I will, I will steal the first one. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. So the first episode that I would recommend, just based on, on honestly, my preference, is episode 26 with Paymedaway Games. We spoke with the the owners and co-founders of Paymedaway Games, which is a board game store based in Edmonton in Alberta. Nope. And we talked about diversity and inclusivity in gaming and board gaming. And it was just an amazing conversation talking about their experience opening a board game store and what it means to be actively inclusive as as part of their their store and how they operate their shop and talking about indigenous people in gaming and representation in gaming and just all kinds of really amazing conversations yeah definitely Highly a must listen okay i put it on my list yeah for sure <laughs> the episode that i would recommend is a little bit different because tristan stole my answer um but i would recommend <laughs> Episode 28, we had a good friend of Tristan on the podcast to talk a little bit about what competitive video gaming looks like. And it was a super interesting conversation because I never really realized how intense competitive video gaming is and that you like go and you watch it like sports. So it was really eye opening. And we also played a super fun game that Tristan developed. Oh, nice. Where our guest and I competed to see who knew more terminology. So I had to guess what different gaming terms meant, and he had to guess what different cooking terms meant. <laughs> that sounds awesome. 
who won. Yeah. <laughs> it was or, no, 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 we'll keep it to the episode. We'll keep it to the episode. Yeah, you gotta watch the episode to find out. Watch, listen. So your friend <laughs> listen. was a professional gamer. What was he? What was he a prof- like? Was he a professional gamer in something, or he just loves watching professional gaming? Both. So Both. he loves watching professional gaming. I don't know. You want to plug I don't him? know what it takes to classify. I would definitely plug him. His name is Jordan Wilbur. He had awesome things to say on the podcast, and he plays Super Smash Bros. Melee. Oh, he's a he's a melee yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, guy. that that's like an underground cult of like competitive I gaming know. right there. I had to know more about this cult. Yeah. It's I I got into the cult a little bit. I watched the oh. documentary that kind of hooked him into it. Okay. He's played a lot in the local scene in Halifax when he was living there, and traveled to Toronto a couple of times to compete in the. I, I don't know this for sure, but I think it's the largest Canadian tournament and had a lot of fun playing in the tournament and then kind of watching the top eight all compete. So this is a very small, like elite group that always wind up at the top. And it was just awesome listening to him talk about it. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to listen to that one because I, I love Melee. That's what, that's what I did for like five years of my life. I wasn't very oh my good. Gosh, you've got to listen to that one. <laughs> I wasn't very good. I, there's like, and in, in that there's something called wave dashing. I could, I was not good at that. So. But you like it's hard. Yeah, that's like the elite maneuver or something to dodge. Matt, that is literally one of the terms I had to figure out on the podcast. <laughs> you should have phoned a friend. Although you I probably, should have. Although you wouldn't have known that I would have known that. But I didn't know. But now, if I ever have to do it again, I will call you. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, well, we're here to... Uh, I, this has been a great conversation, which we'll continue at the end of this episode. But right now, we're here to vote for the best game of... Well, the best hipster game of 2020. And on that note, what did you think of my hipster list? What was your point of view on it, Megan and Tristan? I loved it because I learned about a lot of new games that I wouldn't necessarily have been drawn towards. That was probably what I liked the most about it. I typically am kind of drawn towards the themes that I like in a board game, like the fantasy or the sci-fi or something that I can connect to. And a lot of them, most of them, I would say, were games that I wouldn't normally look at and be like, that looks like it would be something I would enjoy. (laughs) But listening to it kind of opened my mind, especially with, I think it was Merv and Euro games Mm. and Castles of Tuscany, where they don't look as attractive and you kind of have to either hear about them or play them to really, you know, want to end up playing. At least that's how I kind of approach board gaming. <laughs> that's that's really cool note because like Merv and Castles of Tuscany are almost the opposite end of Euro gaming, right? right? Where like Castles of Tuscany is an easy game. It's, it's we call it streamlined, meaning you could pick it up really easy and play it. The theme doesn't matter. And then Merv is like the complex version of Tuscany, which is really cool. It's not easy to pick up. <laughs> the theme does not matter but there's so there's a ton of mechanics in it mm-hmm. so it's kind of neat yeah. that you had that perspective from this episode we didn't even mean to do that i just had people choose stuff and i was hoping people would choose things merv wasn't on my original hipster list but i let it on there you go <laughs> what about you megan what'd you think well honestly it made me realize how little i know about board games <laughs> I thought, oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to make you know i way. thought i was starting to get a handle on the whole board game scene you know i was like yeah i know the yeah i know the top 10 board games i know how to play the, and then i saw your list and i was like oh no <laughs> you're like what the heck is this i'm not a hipster. but 
to the same note as Tristan, I really enjoyed learning about the different games. And I think that especially because our podcast is dedicated to beginners who maybe don't wouldn't pick up a hipster game at a board game store. It was really cool to hear those different perspectives and think about why do I think that I like certain games when like, for example, Rallyman GT, I would never, ever, ever pick that up at a board game store because I just I don't really like racing. I don't. I wouldn't pick it up. It just wouldn't call to me. But hearing it on your list, I'm like, that sounds really cool. So yeah, I don't want to spoil a winner possibly because <laughs> it's up for winning. But it's a very good game, and you should pick it up because it's actually really easy. I'd actually recommend it to beginners. Yeah. It's very easy to understand. That's awesome. I'm I'm actually glad you said that game because I think that that game is very accessible to a lot of people. Nice, cool. Yeah, I'm sorry I scared you guys with that list. <laughs> I, I, I had nightmares. No, not scared. Just maybe um, opened our eyes. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. I opened. No, no. Okay. I'm glad I opened your eyes. Yeah. I want. You know. I I like the list because it got us to play those games. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. we were we were in lockdown, so you know Matt and I didn't see each other for a few weeks. Well, probably like three months. So we played a lot of these games via tabletop simulator and stuff like that. So as difficult as that always is, especially with games like Merv, mm-hmm. it was still fun to be able to like play play them and understand why everyone chose the games they did and, and why so right yeah and then why everyone was upset they couldn't choose dune imperium and, and <laughs> lost truths <laughs> <Ruins> of Arnak. <laughs> they keep telling me every episode <laughs> i have to say i got a bit tired of seeing every content creator ever post about those things so i was happy to see games that i didn't know about thank you that's what i was trying to go for i was trying to go for a little bit out of the mainstream right because we're, we're not mainstream ourselves and we're like super cool hipster right yeah yeah totally totally hipster <laughs> but on right. that note so you're you two are a little bit different than the others the others will play like every game that's ever created i feel like because the two of you do kind of like beginner things you kind of immerse yourself in everything i want to know what your top game of 2020 was but not necessarily released in 2020 the top game that both of you played it was played in 2020 yeah it doesn't have to be released in 2020 when did 2020 start? <laughs> <laughs> it's so long ago. It really did. Long, long time ago. Now, how hipster does this have to be? Oh, uh, whatever you want. Whatever you want. If yeah. you want to, if you want to say Monopoly, I'm cool with that. Nothing wrong with Monopoly. Do you have one? I have one, but I feel like we're gonna say the same yeah, you thing. You go again. ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> I think the most. Tw- okay, I just gotta get my head around. We can't say root. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most played game of 2020 for me was Dungeon Mayhem by Wizards of the Coast and all of the expansions that went along with it. We had a lot of cottage time and like small groups in different little groups. Like we were visiting other little groups, not just the same people. So outside a lot of outside a lot of the time. So we couldn't have a lot of pieces. We wanted a game that was going to be easily accessible to just explain like this is what we're doing, that it was going to be really fun and that we could play it a lot over and over again, and it wasn't like a long board game. Sorry, I've never heard. I've actually never heard of Dungeon Mayhem. Can you explain that? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Are I we know. Too yeah, I'm actually. I'm so I know. sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Go ahead. Go crazy. We're actually like really good board game reviewers. So, <laughs> so it's designed by Wizards of the Coast. So it's fully like Dungeons and Dragons themed, and. Kind of. Well, it's like, it's based in that, yeah. like, I guess, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> like, they use D&D copyright. Right. They own, um, they own the, the current D&D copyright. 
of like yeah. five edition or something. So it's like a dueling game. Everybody has a deck. You draw a couple of cards. Everybody has 10 hit points. And then you can play like an attack, a shield card to protect yourself, a go again card. And then every character has special ability cards that are totally overpowered. So everybody has overpowered cards and you just are playing cards to try and kill, each kill everyone else on the board. I have a question for you. Yeah. Yes. Now, do you really like this game for the game or do you like it because it's the same artist as Root and... <laughs> Is this is it actually? Really? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dying over here. I'm dying. Is it really, John? Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Farron did the the art. For, I think we uh, have Dungeon to rethink Man. our entire lives. Oh my god. <laughs> Are we just? Do we need oh to reach god. out to him? I think so. Does he need to paint our house? Like, yeah. Are you? I don't. I still don't fully believe you. No way. <laughs> I have to look this up now. I I was dying over there. <laughs> I think it's in the other room. No way. Yeah. Oh my god. Only you okay. would notice that too. No. That the answer to that question is no. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> I was introduced to it by a friend who picked it up for the same reason that it was just quick and easy. It does have really great art. That is that's wild. I swear. <laughs> I think you should have him on your show yeah, soon. You we really it. should. This okay. Point, honestly. We only like board games that you're involved in creating. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I like it because it's quick. It's fun. They started with like player classes, so like wizard and I think this cleric, and then the expansion is all monsters. Yeah, it's super cool. So there's like owl bears and all kinds of crazy stuff and everybody's oh my god it is kyle fair <laughs> everybody's powers are just wild and there, yeah. there's a couple in the new expansion they involve like the player stuff so you get extra hit points if everyone stands up and dances yeah and so it just kind of encourages it, there's like switch your hand with other people trade cards it's like like a nightmare get get like half your health points down if you don't compliment the other person it's it's a lot of fun i just purchased it so thanks for that oh did you <laughs> i'm about to purchase it too no I'm, i purchased it you got i got it. i got it. i'll get the expansion okay that's amazing <laughs> yeah i would say the monster madness expansion is definitely super fun because yeah. it does add those like party game aspects to it where it's like okay, if you don't get up and dance the owlbear boogie, you lose two points. And so, like, our parents have had to get up and dance because they don't want to lose the points. <laughs> they have it at Brimstone. Do you want me to just order it there? And yeah. Get it tomorrow? Yeah, boom. See, see how we roll? There. I'll just I'll order <laughs> both. That's amazing. Done. Live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, Megan, uh, is your game the same game? I wouldn't say necessarily. Like, I love Dungeon Mayhem, and we played it a lot. Is it a Kyle Ferry game? I would game? say... <laughs> no i'm like trying to rack my brain like i don't think this make is sure it's not <laughs> i think and this is going to be super not hipster so please don't kick me off the episode no, never. but mine of 2020 was actually ironically pandemic oh nice it was a game you actually suggested to me matt because i was saying you know my family we really like to play board games but my mom hates them she doesn't like the competitive aspect and i really want to be able to bring something home that we can all play over christmas because 
you know, like I don't have anyone else to play board games with at this point. So I brought it home and she ended up loving it because the cooperative aspect really made it less about her individual moves and we were able to work together and it was just so fun and it was a game that just kept coming out because we could all play it together and people we'd normally play board games with we couldn't see. So having a game that appealed to multiple kinds of game players was really awesome so that was my favorite of 2020 because of the memories that makes me so happy too because that is that is a great game and i'm glad you played it with your parents i feel like it's it's an easy game to learn because it kind of it's similar to risk like it isn't but like the board itself has like that mechanic to it so you're like oh okay i kind of get it i'm glad i'm glad your parents loved it too it's good always great to hear that because i I would consider the two of you even though the two of you say you're you know you're more you're newer into games you're more beginners but i actually disagree i think like your parents would be the true beginners and to see them like a game like pandemic that would that's amazing yeah my dad you know he grew up playing risk and loved it but there's no way we're getting that to the table There's quicker versions of it nowadays, so maybe he'll enjoy that. It's true. Okay, that that was awesome. <laughs> that was a really good conversation. I don't even know if we need to do the rest of the podcast. Yeah, we need we're to done. vote we're another done. game off? I don't think so. Yeah, like Fort just won just because. Kyle <laughs> Theron? Anyone? Kyle all right, all right. slipping back in. It's it's come it's that time. It's it, it's time to choose a winner. Get serious. It's time. Yeah, time to get serious. We got to listen to everyone's answers to the qu- the theme right, of yeah. this week. So we are left with Merv and Rallyman GT to right. take the title. Ta-da. And the question that we are going to discuss today is why you should buy this game over the other one. And I did make a note. Feel free to trash talk or be <laughs> as creative as you want. Yes. And we're actually going to play everyone's answers because I feel like it's it makes sense to play everyone because everyone kind of trashes every game. Sweet. So yeah, let's let's give that a listen. And there there is a warning. Apparently, we all decided to swear, <laughs> which we normally don't. So that's all good. Just just a fair warning. Yeah. There we go. Let's let's hear it. All right, John. I don't even know if we made it to the final round. I doubt we did. What do you think? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Well, Tuscany is a great game. Yeah, that's true. They might be blown away by our theme question. So, you know, maybe that maybe that elected it all the way <laughs> to the end. So this one's really fun. And I'm looking really forward to talking about this one. So why should you buy this game over the other ones? <laughs> well, we don't know what is left due to this being recorded before we eliminate any other games. So let's just trash talk all the other games. Oh, right. Yeah. You start? Oh, man. This is, I was born to do this. All right. I'm going to go first. <laughs> We're just going to do it like you just choose a game. Whatever's left you got to talk about, right? So I'm going to go with Merv first. All right. <laughs> Come yeah. on. That game it is so complicated that the rules have rules have rules. It is like a rule book inception. The rules come with their own <laughs> rule book. You literally read the rules and then you got to read a whole other section of rules in the rule book. Okay, Tuscany, Tuscany fixes that problem. They they rewrote the rules of Burgundy. They understood that they screwed up with Burgundy and they rewrote it with Tuscany. Oh, and don't go check that board game beat comment, the rules suck in Tuscany. Don't go check that. <laughs> All right, so what about Fort? So we're looking at deck building. So that is the most overused mechanic in 2020 was deck building games. Who the heck puts pizza in their backpack? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that just doesn't make sense. Every hand couldn't buy anything. So 
Like, what was the point of some of those blank cards? It was just useless. Or even put pizza on the table because you couldn't even hang out with people. Like, we can't do anything in 2020. This game just did not sit well with me. It made me angry because I couldn't go play Red Rover in grade school. Oh, yeah. Then and you, it made like... made me feel a bunch of emotions then you I didn't that, feel. you released that TikTok video about why you hated our principal. Yeah. You know, and Tuscany, it doesn't even have a theme. It's so good. So, just... Tuscany's the best. It doesn't even need a theme. No. <laughs> you don't need themes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with Rallyman GT now. Like, come on, man. The game already came out. Came out in 2008. <laughs> they just slapped some color on it, and they're like, brand new game, bros. Bros, come get it. <laughs> you know, Tuscany, Tuscany was recreated from its also 2008 counterpart, but you know what? Whatever, man. It was recreated to kick the ass of the previous game to the curb okay and that's why it was created because burgundy boring tuscany everyone could play thank you also rallyman gt are you serious you have a racing game you don't have mario kart style like items lame you can't vote for this you're off get off the island bro (laughs) all right and then what's left is aeon zen let me guess another deck builder come on outcast is also the fifth entry of the series and you have to play like 10 hours just to unlock everything. Like, no one's got time for that these days. And it's co-op. Ugh. <laughs> Everyone who plays this is trying to tell the other players what to do. That's just... I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to play my own game, you know? I'd rather just go against you. But I think it's pretty obvious that Tuscany is the game of 2020. You can play it with everyone. It isn't a rules elite. It isn't super strategic. And it's better than Burgundy. Yeah. And it's open for Mario Kart mechanics <laughs> there you go <laughs> cool I mean, you can throw a banana at somebody if you want yeah i hope so <laughs> <laughs> all right so don't vote tuscany off vote it the best game whoever's listening to this peace out see ya i'm jason i'm julie and together we're dyson dragons so julie why should everyone buy aeons and outcasts over all of the other games merv or castle of tuscany Rally man. I mean, I think it's quite obvious why they should pick this one. Besides because we said so? Well, that's definitely the best reason I would say because you said so, B. She's always right. And as every husband knows, happy wife, happy life. So just remember that. Remember that. But it's the only cooperative game on the list. I mean, come on. Like, what do you want to do a game that, like, beat up on each other, have people going home and, like, not happy with each other? This game is really freaking hard, man. Like, there's Nemesis with, like, 90 to 100 life. It's really not easy to defeat them. So you get to work together, and you struggle, and you strive. And if you're lucky, you win. I think he just got, like, infused by Valley Girl. I'll tell you a little clueless there because competitive games sometimes I'm just like, yeah, what now? No. But I I, I do like some competitive games, but yeah. I, I totally This one's better. I totally agree with you, Jason. I mean, the, I think one of the reasons we love co-ops so much and this one in particular, and you 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 know, you touched upon it a little bit. This is a hard game. It takes two, you know, it takes the two of us to to get this done and in our case, I think we found that it takes four mages, right? It takes four characters. No, it's, it's harder at four than it is at two because of some of the the scaling. But it's a lot more fun because you get to hit, you have a lot more access to abilities at four. But you don't get to build your deck as fast. As no, but I mean, it's, it, you know, I agree with you. For me, I will always, always, always 
pick a cooperative game when I have the choice over a competitive game. That's not true. You would have, there's a few, I'd say there's like maybe four games. Yeah, four games that you would pick over a cooperative game. However, I don't think any of them you'd pick over Aeon's End, so it's a moot point. Okay, well, in the <laughs> list that we have that, that were, you presented me with at the beginning, I definitely think that this is hands down, bar none, the best of the list of the games here. So I've looked at all the games on the list. Some of them looked interesting, but they never got me to buy them. And we bought all of Aeon's End. This is like our fifth box. We've got a sixth box of tons of stuff coming. It all barely fits. I mean, there's just so much goodness that you get with Aeon Zen. I mean, Fort, you've got like a little kid's game. You're building forts. That's cool. But who wants to build forts when you can be casting a spell and lighting a monster on fire and burning a nemesis to the ground? Like, that's just so much more fun. Also, having an ally that is like half like nemesis, but also human and just like super powerful is even more fun. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, we talked about all the different aspects, the theme, the mechanic, the way this game plays. It's just awesome. Honestly, like, why would we buy all these different iterations if it wasn't awesome? But, uh, you know, I think there aren't a lot of weaknesses to this game. It's a pretty strong game. And I think, well, I know you agree with me. We absolutely enjoy working hard together at game night. There is definitely a time and a place for a competitive game, and we really enjoy certain competitive games, but typically we top out around that half hour to an hour mark. For playing a competitive game, we want to get it to the table multiple times because that's how you figure it out and get better at the game. But a game of Aeon's End can take a while, 60 to 90 minutes. It can go even longer with some of these bosses that are incredibly difficult. And you're just working together the entire time, which is so much fun. I mean, the first boss in this game is probably the hardest one overall because you don't have any backup and it will kick your ass. Sorry, I want to use, I was going to say but, but that's a much more appropriate word. We're Aeon's End, I won't say experts, but we're really good at this game. We played a lot of this game. It was not easy. No, it definitely wasn't. And, and took us a few tries. So, I mean... For us, I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are into gaming and you've probably played your fair share of games. If you're looking for something that's going to challenge you and be fun, this is definitely a game for you. And unlike a lot of cooperative games, you can't have someone that is going to quarterback the whole game because you're building your own deck. And unless someone's cataloging everyone's cards, you're not gonna know what's gonna come up. You're definitely gonna have some nice collaborative moments when you're talking about what spells, what needs to be cleared on the board and work together when you're making your final decisions. But no one's gonna be making the decisions for you, like what cards you get, what sequence you're gonna put them back in, because you know your mage, you're building your mage, and you're playing your mage. And that's just one of the things that I absolutely love about this game. And this takes everything that they've been working on throughout the Aeon's End series and puts it into one box. And then, well, you get to experience everything. So this might not be the best game for the newbies to deck building, but if you're looking for a challenging deck builder that probably has more strategy than other deck builders on the market, especially any other cooperative deck builder, mm -hmm. then this is the one. Yep, I agreed. All right, so there you have it. That's why you need to buy Aeons and Outcasts. We are Dyson Dragons, and we are getting out of here. Hey there, I'm Megan. 
And I'm Tristan. And we're the co-hosts of the Girl Meets Nerd podcast, and we believe that Fort from Leader Games is the best board game of 2020 and should absolutely win the last board game standing over every other game. So why do we think this? First of all, all the other games suck. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing as good as ours. Number two. We're great at arguing. Number three. Pizza. Right, that's a wrap. Seriously, though, some of the reasons that we think this game is better than all the others are, again, the theme is super fun, it's super cute, and it's incredibly well integrated into the game. Fort is a two to four player game and plays just as well with two players as it does with four players. The games are also pretty quick in Fort, ranging between 20 to 40 minutes, but they're also very intense. It isn't one of those games where one player just starts to get way better at the game and can destroy all of the other players. All the matches that we have had have been pretty close and have really come down to it in the final minutes of the game, which just makes for an overall enjoyable experience. Absolutely. With these kind of games, 20 to 40 minutes, it's often easy to assume they would be a good palate cleanser game. But I disagree. This game gets very intense and complex and can definitely be the main game at any game night. We also love that the game keeps you engaged throughout the entire game. Even when it's not your turn, there are mechanics that keep you engaged. You have to continue thinking. When it's not your turn, other players, you can use their actions. So as you're thinking about, okay, I have all these cards in my hand. What card am I going to play? Do I have enough resources to do that? Those types of things. You also have to keep an eye on what is he going to do? Am I going to spend my resources to copy the other player's action or am I going to keep them for what I was originally going to do? Absolutely. Also, this game is extremely great if you want to relive the childhood trauma of trying to find something to do at recess. Personally, I loved wandering around aimlessly and waiting for people to reject me. It's also a great way for people who play board games to make new friends. Heck, to make friends at all. (laughs) Uh, In all reality, this is a really great game. It's totally different from other games that I have played, that we have played together. It's a completely, in my opinion, fresh theme compared to the other themes that I've seen out there. Grr, it's fresh to death. Fresh to death. And as always, Leader Games does an excellent job of integrating the theme with the gameplay mechanics. Absolutely. Not only that, but you can't go wrong when your theme includes collecting pizza and toys and calling out for mom when everything gets too hard. We believe Fort should be the last game standing, and it is the best game. There's no better game, so don't even think about voting for anybody else. I'm Megan. And I'm Tristan. And we're the co-hosts of the Girl Meets Nerd podcast. Vote for Fort. (laughs) A vote for Fort is a vote for pizza. A vote for Fort is a vote for life. A vote for Fort is a vote for... New friends. New friends. A vote for Fort is a vote for board games. Hey there, welcome. It is question number five. Segment number five. I am Norm from Cardboard Conjecture. I'm Ryan from Cardboard Conjecture. We're going to get down to it. Get down to brass tacks right now. (laughs) We've got the best game. We've picked the best game of 2020 here, I think, Norm. Merv, heart of the Silk Road. And so, Ryan... Why should someone buy this game over all of the other ones that are in this competition? You got to ask yourself some of these questions. Do you like simple 
gameplay mechanisms that carry a lot of decision-making behind them. Yes, I do. That's, that, those are the things you're going to get out of <laughs> Merv. Do you like cashing in resources for big amounts of points? Yes, I do. So Merv <laughs> checks off that box. Do you love beautiful Ian O'Toole artwork? Oh, I love Ian O'Toole artwork. We are sorry. We, we are only scratching the surface right now of why Merv, the heart, uh, the heart of the Silk Road, is the best game of 2020. They've packed a lot of punch into a in, into into this Euro. We've talked about the the action matrix city tile configuration. I, I think that is the heartbeat of this game. And if you're a person that l- likes to challenge your ability to solve puzzles or ability to see see the path through the clutter be, this be is the game see, be able to see a couple moves ahead of time and be able to predict other players behaviors so that you can maximize your your efficiency and minimize their gain yeah yeah this this game has got that in spades like like like, like other people have chose like castles of tuscany what a what a weak choice because there you are so limited into what you can do in that game i really hope someone had picked that game because then we look (laughs) foolish right now um all the other games are like all the other games are great but this one i think this one has the, the 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 more interesting choices the more interesting challenges the the ability to discover different ways to synergistically connect um, um, different scoring patterns. Oh yeah. yes, the, the multiple ways that you can combine the mosque track with, say, the collecting the set collecting of the caravansary, or the building of the walls matching up with the collecting of the marketplace and fulfilling contracts. So many different ways, and that you can also program the way that you score the points at the end of the game as well. It's it's one of those games where. You can't do everything because you have 12 actions in the whole game. So do you, you like, be... do you like games where you feel like you just wanted one more action? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this I just is the game. want one more turn. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the deliciousness of this game is, is trying to see all of that before everybody else does. Yeah. Then that, that, that's why this game should be, you know, the top of and the plus, pile. And plus, what other game out there allows you to go Merv, 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 Merv's the word. <laughs> I hope none we, of them. I hope we don't get caught on a licensing charge on that one. <laughs> but yeah, it's not just because it's an awesome Euro. It's not just because it is a beautiful piece of art. And it's not just because it challenges you on an intellectual level. You should You should play and buy this game because it is everything that you need of a game. How was that for a good sell? That was deep. Thanks. I've got fireworks. They, they, the guys at Friday Night Games can't see this, but I actually timed some fireworks to go off at this moment time. So that where you, if you can. Well, in this case, it's just confetti bangers. But hey, we'll count. Oh, it. yeah. We'll totally <laughs> take it. So that, that, that was us prematurely, like, you know, celebrating our victory. Yeah. So yeah. if we've made it this far, then yay for Merv, Heart of the Silk Road. I'm always norm of cardboard conjecture and i've been ryan by merv 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 merv's the word
What is up? My name is Matthew McCack, and I'm here with my brother, Justin McCack. Hey, hey, everybody. We are Room 51, where we talk all things board gaming, and we are here for the fifth, final episode showdown for Friday Night Games as to why you should buy Rallyman GT over any of those other crap games. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, because we said so. Number two, (laughs) Justin, what do you think? Why? Why should people buy this game over the other ones? I mean, look at these other ones. They're all very eh. Let's be real. <laughs> really, Trash. Mer- Merv, Merv. I never even played that game. That yes. is that doing that. <laughs> no. uh, actually, so Fort is also on this list. I'm totally not going to trap on Fort. Definitely buy Fort also. Fort's a cool game. But why you should buy Rallyman GT? I-, I just think that Rallyman GT offers a very unique racing board game experience. And it's if you're in any way into racing board games, but you don't really care about the nitty gritty of like racing or anything like that, it's just so perfect. Then it's a very approachable game, as we've said before. It's one that anybody can get in on and get excited, feel the hype while playing it. It's one, it's the most adrenaline pumping game on this whole list of everybody else that's chosen names and everything. This is easily the most adrenaline pumping game. Absolutely. I feel like this is one of those games where you could have like that stand up board game moment where everybody's like standing around the table because you don't know you're rolling those dice and you're trying to figure out like who's going to win. It's like anybody, anybody. And then all of a sudden you get the Whoa, you know, like this could create a moment of like, endings to the game like best endings to a game you know exciting endings to a game this one like if you want the thrill if you're an adrenaline junkie you're gonna have to get rally man gt absolutely absolutely. i also think i think it's good for people like you said like if you're not even really into racing yeah you could still enjoy this game because i don't i'm not into racing i'm not into that and and we played with a couple of other people who aren't into racing but this game was just straight up fun without like getting in the way it could be it's a little more complicated than you know like maybe something like downforce downforce also doesn't really have that like the thrill of it, you know, I, I feel. Yeah, I agree. Downforce has a very different form of racing, which I yeah. enjoy and whatnot. Yeah. But Downforce puts the spin on racing through their the betting mechanism. Yeah, Rallyman GT puts a spin by adding a mechanism with the dice and everything purely to the racing. You know, yes. it didn't add something outside of racing. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, if you like dice chuckers with dice mitigation and dice allocation puzzles to to explore in terms of like how to get through those curves and everything. I mean, this is a game and we are the champions. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It had to be. It had to be part of this. Anyway, thank you so much for watching on that note. Well, listening. Listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't watch, just listen. This has been Friday Night Games, but with Room 51 crashing the party. Have a freaking good one. Wow. That was overwhelming. (laughs) I mean, I used to listen to ICP when I was a kid, man, but I don't, that was way more. More and more swearing. What than were I think we I've thinking? Ever heard, I've ever heard.
What? You know what I think it is? You know what? It was after eight hours of creating content, we were just done. <laughs> everyone's, you mean everyone's angry at me? They're like, oh. Matt, you. I'm going to trash you. Trash every game. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm. I, well, I'm glad. You know what? I think that just shows how the swearing shows how much everyone cares about their game, I think. How, yes, how down to business everyone is. <laughs> angry passion. <laughs> Oh, okay. So if you've been listening this far, you probably know how it works, but I have three votes, one from Room 51, one from Bridge City Board Gamers. I'm sure you guys could guess who they voted for, and one from Dice and Dragons. And then we have three more votes, one from John, one from Megan, and one from Tristan that will decide the last game standing of 2020. Nice. As always, guests go first. Guests go first. I'm ready. Just as a note, the tiebreaker will be broken by social media, not by me, because ah, because I I always screw right. up. So, <laughs> well, we'll have you know that we have not talked about this in advance, so this will be new information for each other. Ooh, That's true. I like that. Perfect. Okay, so who wants to go, go first? first? Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I voting somebody off? Am I giving my on vote or my off vote? Uh, you could you could you can give your who you're voting off and why. There we go. Okay, I'm going to vote off. Merv. Oh, why? I can't remember what the rest of the is Merv the the, the heart of the silk heart of the silk road. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> I That's crazy that that theme is right up your alley. I know. I know. I was I am surprised with myself right now. <laughs> After listening to the episodes, hearing about the games and I have I have never played any of these games. So the all of the information that I have is from this competition and the arguments that were made by uh, everybody who elected their games. So plus, it's really weird, the most fair. Plus, I googled what the games look like, <laughs> just so that I could try and understand what everybody was talking about. Mm-hmm. I was very on board with Merv, The Heart of the Silk Road, when I first started listening to it, and I was very against Rallyman GT. <laughs> oh, really? Because I think. What I was talking about earlier, like I'm so into the theme at the at the very beginning. And I am not a big fan of racing. Not that I'm like negative to it. I'm just I I'm, haven't watched racing ever. And it just didn't click with me. But the more is it room 51? Yes. The more that they talked about it and explained it, why they liked it, the different pieces, the different strategy that went into it. And just the excitement around it. I I don't know. When when it came down to choosing between these two, I think Rallyman GT, if I was going to go into a board game store and be like, I need to pick a game from this list, Rallyman GT would probably be it. Wow. Nice. Nice. I agree. Cool. What about you, Megan? Funny enough, I have to say I am also going to vote Merv off. Whoa. Yeah. I also really was on board with the idea at the beginning. I thought that it was really well explained again for somebody who didn't really have any knowledge of the game. Mm-hmm. It, it really sounded like a good time. But where I started to get lost was all of the mechanics in Merv. And once we started hearing about rule books within rule books, I was <laughs> totally out. But you, oh. but, you, but you guys love Root, though. Yeah, Root, I do, Root's but, like a rule book but, within a rule book. Okay, but I have Tristan who read it for me. Like, I'm not right. kidding. I love to read, but I can't do rules. I just hate the large rule books. Let's put it that way. And the other thing is, once I started hearing about Rallyman, I am very much competitive game person. You know, there's some people who are part of this competition who didn't like competitive games, and that's, you know, their prerogative. But for me, I love competitive games. I love 
what was explained by Room 51, I think it was Melissa who said it, standing around the table waiting for that final roll. I love those moments in games, and that's what really got it for me. If you can get a game where everybody at the table is standing waiting to see what will happen, you've sold me, absolutely. And the art is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, that, that's definitely a good choice. I'll say my piece in a second after John says his. Can okay. I make an honorable mention? Absolutely. I have. I want to make an honorable mention to Merv, the Heart of the Silk Road, and their its commentators oh, yes. for juicy Euro goodness. <laughs> I think it was tasty, <laughs> delicious. I think they and used all those words. Their phrases like those, just, I love them. Oh yeah, Norman, Norman Ryan are hilarious. Another good Canadian content creator duo. <laughs> if you like their stuff, they release podcasts every Wednesday and Saturday called Cardboard Conjecture. We're actually on their Wednesday. They do like a lot of content creators talk about the games they play. So they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, so it's down to me now, eh? This one's tough because I didn't get a good enough playing experience for both games. So with Merv, we were playing that on Tabletop Simulator, and I had to get called away because my, my kid woke up and wanted no one else but me. So I had to leave the game. So I never finished it. And then with Rallyman GT, you and I only played one game and like that was like the base level of the game so after listening to everyone's everyone's description of the games i feel like bridge city board gamers and and uh room 51 really hit it home with their love for their game that they chose especially the the last the part that we just listened to man it's hard for me but i think what i'm gonna go with I'm going to say that I, I want a game that's going to be accessible for everybody. And when I think about board gaming, sometimes Euro games aren't aren't the pick of the litter for a lot of people, especially if you are if you have a group of people who don't normally play board games as often. So I think I'm going to have to go with the Rallyman GT as my pick to stay on. So you're voting, off, voting Merv. off Merv. Yes, that's my final answer. So Merv is who you're voting off. Merv is who I'm voting off. Yes, I'm going to choose Rallyman GT to stay. Okay, so before I reveal the winner, I will give my my comments on both games. Uh, yeah, I think everyone yeah. has very valid points. Rallyman GT, I I do feel like everyone can play it. It's very it's very straightforward. Merv is is a very underrated game of 2020. It is an it's actually a really amazing, thick and juicy Euro. <laughs> <laughs> it has rules. <laughs> yes, you can eat it. It's just it, it's, it is a really good game, but it's definitely a game that. Like not everyone's gonna enjoy it. Rally Band GT, I I feel like everyone like it is intense, and when you play it, like the downshifting mechanism, the sliding into turn mechanisms are, are amazing, and I feel like it's simple enough. Like reading the rule book, I like I read the rule book. It was slightly more complicated than it was like than it actually was to go watch a playthrough video. And in fact, I recommended it to a friend, and they're like, they said they tried reading the rule book. I'm like, no, 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 just watch a playthrough video. You watch one round, you get it right away. So what everyone's saying makes sense. I think Merv is probably going to get voted off. So I'm going to reveal the uh, results, and I think it might be pretty close. We'll see. So right now we have uh, Meg, Tristan, and John all vote off Merv. Yes. Room 51. <laughs> Obviously, they vote off Merv. Dyson Dragons also vote off Merv. Although, although they wanted me to bring up Room 51 did not play Rallyman GT in person. <laughs> which we could discuss in a bit. And finally, Bridge City Board Gamers obviously are not going to vote for their own game, so they voted Rallyman GT. So the board game, hipster board game, last game standing of 2020 is Rallyman GT. Good work, Room 51. Woo! Nominated by Room 51, so congratulations. All, all, actually, you know what? Oh, wait, wait, there's a write-in. Castles of Tuscany is the winner! 
Everyone just like throws their phone or whatever they're listening to. Peter. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Anyway, so Rallyman GT definitely deserved to win. Do you think that Route 51 should have played it in person? Do you think that matters? I just think it's funny because I, I think I found out that they played it on Tabletop Simulator or whatever, like on the third episode. Oh, yeah. Or something, I think, or third or fourth episode. And I was like, wait, what? You guys actually have not physically played the game? I mean, if if the Tabletop Simulator version is just, just as, you know, has everything that you would do in the normal game, sure. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it doesn't matter. I, I do. I, I think it only matters for time. Right. To be honest, like just being in, in front of people and rolling dice and, and it goes a lot quicker. So I think it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter, to yeah. be honest. No, I just think like, it was kind of something that just threw me off because like I know we tried to play as many games as we could. Obviously, we couldn't get together. So we had to play on tabletops in the right. You know, they they're, you know, they're siblings, so they can play the game in person. Right. Maybe, maybe as their prize, we should buy them the game. <laughs> send it to him. <laughs> i love that is there anything more 2020 than having to play the game it's remotely? True. yeah yeah <laughs> i get yeah that's true that's true yeah it's you know good. like any other year i may have said eh, i kind of should have played it in person but this year i'm like well you were being safe yeah i, I think i think the biggest thing too is like it's a dice chucker right so like that feel of not actually like rolling those dice in your hand yeah to like you know shift those gears or whatever yeah there, there's a suspense to it because yeah. you can roll all at the same time or one at a time and there's definitely a suspense of like do i keep going do i push my luck or do i stop right right so on another note should rally should there have been another game that might have gotten voted off that you think should have won Megan and Tristan. Well, obviously, Fort <laughs> definitely should have won. <laughs> I'm not saying that our fort was the best in the playground, but like obviously it was. There was some contention on whether you could put pizza in a backpack, which I think really did us in, and uh, we would like to, we we would like to debate that topic because we believe that you can in fact put pizza in a backpack. Maybe I, the market is for frozen pizzas in a backpack. Yeah, or yeah. maybe you saran wrap it and put it in the backpack or something. So I think that's maybe how I put mine in. Specific pizza backpacks. Like <laughs> <laughs> it, it got it got voted off because of like inclusivity, right? Isn't that what it was? Ex- I think it was definitely a tie between the pizza in the backpack and the exclusivity. <laughs> but I would also like to touch on that. Yeah. I think one of the things about Fort that makes it such a cool game is the competitive nature of it. I disagree that it's an exclusive game. I think that part of the argument there was that it was a game about kids being exclusive, but it really isn't a game for kids, which is kind of part of the point that I'm not sure holds up as well. (laughs) You know, it's a game for adults and it's kind of making fun of the stereotypes of the recess playground. And what I really liked about it was it did have those, I really thought of Disney's recess while I was playing it. And for me, like it was nostalgic to think about all the mean kids on the playground. Now I understand that there's exclusivity issues in, you know, playgrounds across, (laughs) across the nations. But I don't really think that was the goal of the game. And I didn't find that it was exclusive. I mean, I might. What do you think? You're looking at me. I agree with you. I think we have beef. Yeah, I yeah. think we have beef. I think we have beef. Yeah. Because it is, a, it is a competitive game. And by the nature of a competitive game. You must compete. You must compete. Yeah. I, 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 in my honest opinion, I think the top two games in the whole list was Fort and Rallyman GT. I think it was a big toss-up yes. between those two. I agree. Had it been in this final round, so you got to remember that the whole the whole scenario is from Canada Reads, and it's like you're not the worst. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? That's kind of like the whole thing. So Rallyman GT was just <laughs> like it wasn't the greatest game. It just wasn't the worst game. <laughs> love it. <laughs> right? So like, so like Ford obviously is a great game in its own right. And I, and I love it. We, we actually played it on Friday too. Right prior yeah. to this recording but like it is like it's just sort of like yeah i guess it had like the one flaw and i don't know maybe if it was a different time period maybe it would have lasted but then again it would have to go up against Rallyman gt and that would be a close call too totally right yeah, so, absolutely i think i think all the games were really close i think our game castles of tuscany was not a close call <laughs> yeah i think we should have went with our with our gods of dinosaurs I think even then it still would have got voted off pretty quick. I think mm-hmm. like I think for Rallyman GT or two, we're gonna be one of them was gonna make it to this finals. That's yeah. what I had in my mind when when all the yeah. when that list came to me. I like saw that right away. Oh, you you put that out in the ether. So that's why the house all played. clairvoyance. No, I have no clairvoyance. And that's why John had to come in with the pizza in the backpack thing. Come on, John. John. John reads like one thing. You and ruined it just, like, us. It just always it always oh, like comes up. He, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Because it was something so stupid, like <laughs> that—that's what—and I just cannot stop thinking yeah. about. It. I'm like, yeah, I would not put pizza in my backpack. God, no. Yeah, you know with your toys. Like I know the way you think, John, and I'm like, oh, you just got caught up in it. Like it's not—it's oh, yeah, not yeah, that yeah. you really like think that completely. No, it was just—it uh, was just funny. I was just like, I saw it was like one negative review <laughs> of the game. That—that that, that was his big point. That's <laughs> like, oh man, I can't stop thinking. I'll go that. down on that. I'll go down on that. You know, <laughs> but Tristan and I will be championing Kyle Farron games until the end of time. Apparently, <laughs> so. <laughs> so next, next one, next year when you're on again, it will be a Dungeon Mayhem, right? <laughs> there you go. I didn't even know that was a hipster option. <laughs> I didn't think about it. It definitely, I, I know it could be bigger than hipster, but I don't know. It's all good. I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who participated in creating their breakdowns at the games each week for everyone coming on the show and talking to us. We really appreciate everyone taking the time to do it. I know time is very, very valuable and precious to everybody. So we appreciate it so much. This was a lot of fun. Matt, thank you for coming up with the idea and writing all the stuff out. And yeah, I look forward to maybe doing it again sometime. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We want to do it again. Right. So yeah. So look, look forward to that. And thank you to all our listeners right. for listening to it. So so I guess that means Rallyman GT champion by Room 51 is our winner. Woo! Congrats. Yay! An honorable, an honorable foe to go down. <laughs> if you're if you don't want to hear us talking because you're sick of us, that's great. You could drop off right now and make sure you check out next week's podcast where we're gonna have our 100th episode. It's two years, and we're gonna have two listeners on our show, which will be really cool to talk about the results and everything or you can stick around right now and we're going to talk to girl meets nerd and they are going to flip the table on us and ask us anything that we don't even know yet so that's gonna be cool i don't like surprises (laughs) all right all right so what do you want to talk about okay So we always talk about, you know, we always listen to your podcast and it's all these great recommendations and really great suggestions and fun stories, good moments. Mm -hmm. We want to know about the bad ones. (laughs) Oh, we were. We want to know. We we have an example. Yeah, we will come to the plate first. Okay, go ahead. We want to talk about bad board gaming experiences. Talk about your worst moments where you brought out a game that just 
failed on the table. Like infamous moments. Yeah. I want a table flipping moment. I want friends who left in the middle of the game. I want a game that you can never look at anymore. This is getting dark. Like, is this? Friends you don't have anymore. I have two that come to mind. I have a bunch. Okay, I have a amazing. bunch of. I have a bunch of everything. I have like a game. I have like a moment. <laughs> I have like. I have everything. But go for it. We knew you would. Okay, so if I'm talking about a bad board game experience, this is gonna go back a few years. I think I've talked about it before, but this is when my, I I decided to move out of my house to live with some friends of mine in my early 20s, and we were we were partying a lot. And one one of, one of the nights we decided to we decided to play Risk, and we were playing Risk, and everything was going fine. But for whatever reason, one of the guys uh, lost the game like really super like really fast, and he got super mad. And I don't think we I don't think he was drinking, because this is where this is gonna go. I don't think he was drinking, but he was just like super mad. He took the table, literally like flipped the table, and then he stormed out of the house and he left. He drove he drove his car. Whoa. And and he left and he came back maybe like an I don't know, five or six hours later hit, with his car totaled. He got he like he, he was so mad he got in a car accident like hit oh. hit hit a, hit a wall like we have like a um or like a railing or it's like a we have like a uh, like a, a highway or something and he hit one of like the side rails <laughs> and he was like by himself <laughs> and then like decided to drive his like totaled car back to our house. <laughs> Uh, oh, all over because he lost shame. risk. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think he was drinking, but he, he was like, ray, like, oh man, I could see like the veins popping out of his entire body. He was so. Oh mad. my god. Yeah. How hilarious was it for you guys though? Like the minute he like leaves, you're like, you're like, he's gonna get in a car accident. Yeah, like he was. I'm like, why are you? Yeah, it was, it was terrible. That poor man. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So, that was beyond my expectations. Me too. Yeah, that that was that was weird. And then the second experience, I think, bad experience. I think Matt can agree with this one. Was we, but once a month we would get together with our friends and play Pathfinder. And we have some friends that live in the United States, so we would usually go and play Pathfinder over there. That way, we can like visit them and stuff, so they don't have to keep driving over to Windsor every week. This particular week, we decided to play Firefly, the board game, except we played it with like all the expansions and i think it took a couple hours to set up and then there was like i think like nine of us playing or something like that very large game and i think each of us got to take like one turn this is after like five hours and this was like five six hours in and like we all only got to take like one turn and then we were all just like done like everyone was off doing other things (laughs) like People were playing uh, VR. VR. Uh, like they, someone had like their Oculus Rift set up, so they were like playing VR. Someone was like, "Fall!" I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> so it was in the uh, hot tub. I'm yeah, sure. like, like no one, no one was like into this game, and it was such like a disappointment all around. Like, uh, that was just like it was like a letdown of a night because we were all looking forward to playing. It this sucks game. too because Firefly is a very popular game. People love it. Yeah, uh, highly, highly regarded. In fact, if you look at 401 Games, they're they're out of it. They're reordering it. Yeah. But yeah, our experience was pretty bad. I think it soured my taste to like play the game again. Like I think I would like to try it. Yeah. On a small scale to see if the game's actually good because it seems like it'd be a pretty decent game. Yeah, it was I bet just like a small scale would be good. All the expansions, nine players was just too much. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna go for like a couple smaller things. Nothing. I can't top the story about the guy losing risk. And, like, getting a car <laughs> That's wild. Like, that I, was a strong. Well, luckily, he was yeah. okay. It was just his car was totaled. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's okay. If he got no, no, so no. upset that he, he drove his car into a railing. He was physically okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think, like, like with us, there's a lot of, like... I think I feel like there's a lot of tension, not between me and John, but like there's a group of us who play games together, and it's it's been a lot tougher since lockdown to get them to come out and play. But like we started doing online game nights, and then like one of our group members kind of started hijacking it, and that person was like, "Oh, we're just gonna do these fun games," and then they're inviting like my relatives. So all of a sudden we're like, "Oh, okay, we got like like Matt and like." We have like Mustache Matt. We have Bill, who who are like inappropriate joke people, and they're like mixing with like my father-in-law. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I don't think this is gonna go well. And then so like one night we actually had brew, but we couldn't get together because of pan pandemic. So the one person's like, oh, we should all play like w w they're all good, great games like Code Names or whatever online yeah. Code Names. And I'm like, well, you know, you guys could do that. Feel free, use the Discord server, do what you need to do. But me and John need to play brew. And then they're yeah. like, and then they're like, well, we should all play brew. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I like, I, I didn't say anything, but in my mind, I'm like, no, we shouldn't all play brew. Like, I can tell <laughs> oh, you no. right away that no, that half this group is like my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and your stepsister, my stepsister-in-law. Yeah, and then you were you were explaining oh. the game to them, John. Yeah. And so, like, and I had, like, Matt, Grabka, and someone else, I think. Kevin. Kevin, yeah. So my, my group was okay. But, like, I'm like, I guess my sister-in-law looked up the game, and she's like, oh, no. What have I gotten myself into? And my brother-in-law's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, he's like, he's just <laughs> down for everything. So while John was teaching the game to them, my sister-in-law's texting, like, they're like, oh, Sam, are you going to play? Like, my wife? And Samantha's like, no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like, she saw the game. She saw all the components. She's like, hell no. In the middle of the game, her sister is texting her, and she's like, I don't know what's going on. What did I get myself into? <laughs> I'm not a great teacher of games either. So for me to take on a group of people who, like, A, don't really want to be there, B, yeah. to explain this brand new game to them, it, it was tough for me. But, like, you know, I don't know, whatever. We, we played one round. Yeah, it wasn't really for them. Yeah. It wasn't really for them. And yeah. I feel like a game like Brew, you know, it's similar to, like, Root in a sense where you got to, like, you kind of have to warm into it. Like, you need, like, mm -hmm. a couple games. You need to be really want to do it. Uh, you know, my sister-in-law already came in with the attitude that she didn't want to do it. So she's not going to like it, right? All right. Yeah, it's a tough crowd. Any other stories you want to hear? You want to hear about us fighting during D and D? That happens a lot. Definitely. <laughs> uh, yes. I actually, yeah, I actually like we used to play Pathfinder all the time, and it got so bad that I stopped going. <laughs> so yeah, I actually I, had something similar happen. So really, okay. So basically, I used to be dungeon master. And I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, I was kind of learning on the fly for a while. But I did it for, like, two years. And then I was getting better at it as, as I was going on. But then later on, I'm like, you know, we started doing the podcast. I'm like, I don't have time for this. So someone else started taking it over, which was great. And they were doing a fantastic job. Don't get me wrong. But there's, a, there's always a tension. Like, the guy who was doing it, me and him are best friends. And we're always competitive against each other. And I think I do it to him. And he also does it to me where I'm like, I want to do this thing. And he's just like, no, you can't do that. Or, like... And I think I did it to him, so he just kind of had, like, that comeback moment where he's like, oh, I'm not going to do that to you. But it just soured my whole experience. I think I'm, like, I had, like, an ability, and I'm like, I want to do this. And then he's like, no, you can't do that. But then he had a new person on the table, and the new person's like, I want to combine these two things to do this thing. And he's like, yeah, you can do that. And then in my mind, I'm like, so you're not letting me do the thing I want to do, but you're letting that guy do what he wants to do? Like, it just felt mm -hmm. like an, a personal attack. And then from that yeah. moment, I was so upset that I was just like, like I actually drove home like not. You totally your car. How's your car? Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, I drove home. I smashed my car against that same railing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't angry. I think I was more distraught. I think I was just more like, yeah. I don't know, disappointed. And like, I kind of had that feeling where you're like, why do I even come out here? Like, if people are just going to like do that to me. You know, yeah, so I sure. just like, Fuck. and then after that, I just made the decision that like, it, it was also coming down to a bad point too, where like every week there'd be a new person and they'd always be like, they'd be like, Matt, go teach the new person. And I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, you invited this guy and you didn't get him prepped at all. Like you should be teaching him. Like that's what it was coming down to. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just honestly had enough. And then, and then for some reason I had to organize everything. Like I'm at someone else's house and they're like, Matt, you need to organize the food. And I'm like, I'm helping get this guy leveled up so we can play like i don't get what's going on here you know what i mean like are you just treating me poorly for no reason so i just had enough and i'm like i just vowed to never go back and i never did but i but i did like you know i do love the gang who who does it so my my contribution would actually be to go i haven't we haven't done this because covid's basically ruined everything but i I would just go visit them and then when they play i would take off yeah because i don't want to i don't want to be there you know it's a weird, it's like a weird ego thing. Yeah. 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 And you were my ride, so I stopped going. <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, I had a free work, work helped me pay for tunnel tokens at the time. So we had like a free pass and we didn't have to pay to get in. Right. But that doesn't happen anymore. So <laughs> what about you, Megan? So it was kind of a similar situation, but being a new D&D player, like I was pretty used to the way Tristan and his friends play D&D, which is very open and inclusive, and they're like super awesome at including new players. And I wouldn't say any of them are very like, what's the word? Power gamey? Oh, like controlling. Yeah. Or like or... controlling. Controlling. So when we moved to a new city, we had this new board game group with a new DM, and she was amazing. Like she had so many great ideas and was really awesome. But we didn't really know any of them. Like they were just people that I think you found on Reddit. Yes. Um, and they were really nice people. And we started playing D&D and it was okay for the first little bit. It was like we were becoming their friends yeah. and D&D players. At the Which same was time. good. And like the DM was great. I was playing me, Tristan, and two other people. But one of the guys very quickly started becoming extremely controlling and condescending, like both to myself and the DM. So I'm not sure if he like didn't like that we were women at the table. I'm not really sure. I'm going to just assume the best and just think that he's just kind of a dick. Um, But he like just started taking over a lot of situations to the point where I think the last game we played, he just fully killed one of the NPCs without like all of us wanted to talk to the NPC. Oh yeah. And, he just killed him and we were like uh oh. okay cool so this is your game now you know and that and that same feeling that you were describing that of like why am i here like this yeah. is supposed to be fun and in, this isn't a game this is just one guy trying to like power through the levels like yeah. D is not supposed to be played that way <laughs> yeah you're, <laughs> so, a, you're a team right? yeah you're a team yeah I, oh man exactly so it's just a really sour experience for me and that kind of that almost turned me off role-playing for a while because I was so new to role-playing games. I did not like that. And I didn't like feeling like I was just at the table to be like told what to do. And it's kind of the same with quarterbacking in board games when you have one person in a co-op who's like telling everybody how they should play a game. 
Yeah, I, I I hate the quarterbacking thing too, which happens a lot in those like co-op games for some reason. And I'm I'm with you on it 100. percent I feel like you know just let other people make decisions, and if it, it screws up, who cares? Or you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not the other way. Yeah. You lose the game. Well, first of all, in D and D, you have a dungeon master, so the dungeon master is going to keep you going through the game, so you're never really going to lose. But you play yeah. a you play a board game like Pandemic. It's like there's no reason to quarterback because you lose the game, you start a new one. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to lose in pandemic. Yeah. Like most times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible experience. When I was at a convention, yeah. you know, it was really funny because I had a, I had that experience and I had similarities between what you experienced, Megan. I went to a convention and I went to a D&D panel and it was all about being a really good dungeon master. And the first thing that they said was, it's like, make sure you like, you know, set your ground rules. So things like that dude who just killed the NPC... Or the way that like my my buddy was like you know telling me I couldn't do things, but a lot of other people you know giving exceptions to the rule. Like make sure those things don't happen because that's just going to mm-hmm. ruin everyone's experience. And I was just like, wow, I was blown away by it. And I actually came back from the convention. This is after I stopped going, and I like gave him all this huge list of things, and I don't think he cared. <laughs> I'm like, oh. these are things you should do, and he's like, he's just like, nah. I'm like, oh okay, whatever. I guess it's me then. <laughs> Damn, but. Yeah, I, I'm sorry you had to go through that. That sucks. Yeah, but you know, it's a good learning like experience, as you said, kind of figuring out what makes. And this was just to plug again one of our episodes, the Pay Medway Games episode. We talked a lot about what makes an inclusive gaming table and like how do you make people feel welcome when you're inviting someone new to the space or even just friends you've had for a long time. And it's interesting that you said that you need to establish ground rules because we've talked in a lot of podcasts with people about RPGs, about the importance of like consent at the table Mm -hmm. and having everybody agree to the same rules of engagement, which makes just for everybody to be more comfortable and feel like they can have a great time, which I think is so awesome and might even need to be something that starts to be talked about in certain board games, you know, like how long are we going to play this game even is like a really important rule to kind of set because then people have expectations. So it's yeah. really interesting. Oh yeah, no, that is completely true. I mean, that Pathfinder game that we were playing is still going on right now. It's like four years later. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, actually I will give the, the DM a lot of credit. We had a player just like the one you're describing, Megan, where like he wanted to kill every NPC. So our DM actually set up some, he actually set up alternate scenarios. He's like, if this guy kills the NPC to be a jerk, this is what's going to happen. So he actually like put John Wick in the game. So at one point <laughs> he knew that the people were going to kill this dog. And then he's like, oh, they're like, and then you see a person burying the dog who looks just like a similar character to a movie. And they actually had to fight him in one of their last battles. It was actually really hilarious. That's, That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. So he, he kind of like went, ad- like he, he's actually a really good DM. Obviously when, when I experienced that stuff with him, he was learning. So maybe that was a problem, but yeah, he's actually really funny with, with that type of stuff. Like he, he does think outside the box and that's a, it was a very good way to handle a situation that, that you experienced, right? Like, Oh, you just killed that person. Guess what? <laughs> they killed you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you do something like that good job yeah. yeah or like he tries to kill the NPC, and guess what the NPC is a god character that has the ultimate weapon for your character <laughs> you know but yeah things like that it's all a learning experience right for sure yeah tristan do you have any bad ones i have one <laughs> i've got a couple but i have one really fun one to talk about this was pretty early on when megan and i were starting to get into board games 
and God. this story is about Megan. <laughs> no, that's this is not with my rules of engagement. <laughs> it for everyone listening, we did go over this. I made sure that this was okay to share before Excellent. bringing this up. Yeah, but I forgot you were going to share it. <laughs> So this was pretty early on. I was just getting into board games. Megan was just getting into board games. And we were actually with two friends who were also getting into board games. So we were all new, but I was the least new. So we the, we actually didn't buy the game. It was Seven Wonders. And oh these two friends purchased the game with myself and Megan in mind. And they wanted to learn how to play it. And they wanted to play it with us because they were really getting into board games. They didn't have a lot of other friends, to my knowledge, who were board gamers. So they were like, let's do this with Tristan and Megan. Let's get this game and let's learn how to play it. So we go to, I think it was a cottage. And we were having like a weekend together. And it was finally time. We're like, all right, let's bust out Seven Wonders. We'll learn how to play. We'll play it before dinner. (laughs) First mistake. Oh, no. (laughs) So none of us had eaten dinner. We opened the game and it's all in French. People that we were with. Were francophones, so they had purchased a French copy, which is totally fine. But there was no English. But rules. there was no English rules. Well, it was all in French. Do and um, do you speak French at all, Tristan? A little bit. A little, like I can get by in a conversation. Okay. But the thing is, the francophones could read the rule book, but couldn't understand the rules. Tristan could understand the rules, but couldn't read the rule book. So. Oh no. We ended up, we punched it all the punchies, which was really fun. <laughs> and then had to, like, Frankenstein, Monster, One of they were reading the rules to me, and I was trying to interpret what the mechanics were trying to get at so that we could get the game set up and get into it. I had zero knowledge. For some reason, I don't know why, we weren't watching a playthrough no, video. we did watch a playthrough video. We did watch a playthrough video. That yeah. that probably started to help. We watched a playthrough video, but it was almost more confusing than the rules. Because <laughs> all, all of the things were different. Like, because the rules were in French, so we couldn't line up what they were talking oh about in English. <laughs> the, the textiles and the, like, bricks and everything. Well, I was something else. And they were all in, like, fantasy terms. So I was trying to show it to our friends being like, what would be a word for like this? <laughs> and we were trying to figure out what all the words were. Oh. So at first it was the four of us. Then we lost Megan. You were kind <laughs> of leading the the cooking expedition. I was trying to just get dinner on the and table. And you just wanted to get dinner on the table because we're all getting hungry. <laughs> then we lost somebody else. So it was just myself and one other person. And we were trying to put the game together. And it just kept going on and on and on. It probably took us three and a half hours, and a half hours. to really get For the game open, get everything on the table, figure everything out, put it all together in our heads while we were like joking around and having a good time. I was not having and a good time. And Megan was just, this was like the penultimate Megan doesn't like rules moment and when it really crystallized for me because you were just like, I don't want to play this game. I don't want to be here anymore. This is not going to be a fun game. This has been a terrible experience. I to drive the car off you the way. <laughs> you were getting ready for that moment. You're driving the so car. How, how, how did we the railing all... hit? Did you hit the railing? Or... Oh, gosh. It ended with me burning half of our dinner. That's how it ended. Oh, yeah, the really? food was getting burnt. Yes, and I don't burn things, Matt. I'm a good cook, but I was so mad that I just, like, left. I could not be in the kitchen listening to them do the rules. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't even be around us when we were trying to figure it out. I was so angry. It was just <laughs> off the rails. And we brought it back. 
Yeah. I was like, why are there three ages? What is up with this game? This is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever heard. I was so mad and hungry, probably. And, and we hangry. were all hungry. Hangry. Lots hangry. of hanger. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. So we got through it. We learned the rules, brought Megan back in. We, I think we, we stopped. And we ate dinner. Yeah. That was the difference I, we, there. we kind of did like a showcase of like, this is what the game is going to be. And then we ate dinner. We had some wine. We all kind of mellowed out. And then we got into the game. And then that kicked off, I, I think, what was really like our first, we love this complicated board game game. Yeah. And then it was Megan's favorite game for like eight months. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That has a happy ending, man. Oh, it does. It, it has, has a happy, happy ending, ending, but it was an intense time. <laughs> Seven Wonders is a very good game. So I know, I'm glad. I'm glad you learned it. But yeah, it is, it is, you know, from like learning rules myself, I do know that there's a lot of games out there that the rule books are super complicated, but the game is actually really easy to play. And I yeah. feel like Seven Wonder, I mean, you guys, you, the two of you kind of ran into like a little bit of an issue because you're learning French rules. So it's like completely different, but like... I feel like if if it was in English, you would you would have watched that playthrough video and you probably would have understood it very quickly. Right. Well, once we'd played it once, we were like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And I have the same yeah. thoughts about Wingspan too. Like I recommend Wingspan to a lot of people, but I always tell people just watch a round of playthrough someone playing the game. Do not yeah. read yeah. that rule book because you will just hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we played Wingspan with somebody to teach us because nice. yeah. No. We yeah. all go through these moments, though. Yep. You've yeah. got to have some bad board game moments. I yeah. think those are the juiciest ones. They make great stories. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. We we try not to be too negative about our experiences because we want our friends to keep showing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes the D&D really kills me. <laughs> yeah. Or Risk. That's wild. I've never heard a story like that. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> sometimes, you, sometimes you just need to breathe, you know? Yeah. It's just a game, man. Just a just game. A game. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Can you please plug yourselves again so everyone can know where to find you and listen to you? Yes, absolutely. So once again, if you'd like to listen to the Girl Meets Nerd podcast, we highly recommend that you do. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere. Or if you want to listen directly on our website, we're at www.girlmeetsnerd.com. Check out our shop. Check out our merch shop. Yes, very cool stuff. We also are always active on Instagram at Girl Meets Nerd Podcast and on Twitter at Girl Meets Nerd. So you can find us there and feel free to reach out if you ever want to talk about anything pretty much in the nerdverse. Awesome. Awesome. If you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on your favorite streaming platform and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out on Instagram at Friday Night Games underscore official, Twitter at Friday Night GMS, and on our website at Friday Night Games. Again, I'm John. I'm Matt. And it's Friday night, so let's have some fun. Thanks, everyone.